Hey, you boldologist. I know many of us right now are feeling like our lives are out of control, that we do not have control about what is happening, but that life is just kind of happening to us instead of us, um, instead of happening for us. And I want to help you with that. We started out this year with goals and intentions. We were feeling empowered and we were going to take on 2020. And then bam, 2020 took on us. And it has been a crazy year. And it has kind of felt like many of us don't have control of our lives right now. But I want to help you take back that control. I want to help you feel like you are in control of your life right now, that you can still go live this life, live this year out with those goals and intentions that you initially set at the beginning of this year. Now, I am offering a free live lesson on September 30th. That is two weeks from today that you can go get registered for right now. That is right. Go push pause on this. There is a link in our show notes to the registration page. Or you can go to www.theboldlogic.com forward slash live lesson, and that will take you to register. There are limited seats in this, so go register now because I want to see your face there for my live lesson. You'll be able to ask questions. You'll be able to engage and interact with me. Um, and I am going to give you three takeaways to understand what it is you really want out of life right now so that you can show up better for yourself and for those around you. That's something I feel like you've probably heard me say over and over and over again. I want you to take bold action by knowing who you are and what you want right now so that you can own the rest of this year, so that you can own whatever relationship it is that you may feel you're struggling with right now, whether that is a relationship with yourself, with your spouse, with your partner, with um, one of your children, with a co-parent. Maybe it is a situation Uh, that you have a relationship with that you need help figuring out. I am here to do that. I am going to give you three takeaways that are going to tune you in how to show up for yourself and for those around you and keep your sense of self intact through this crazy time that we are living in right now. You can still be in control of your life when the situation feels out of control and feels like you don't have any power in it take back your power. Go register for my live lesson. I hope to see you there on September 30th. One of the things I wanted to bring up actually in these last two episodes in these conversations is this is when I started to feel a big shift in how your attitude towards me started to change because you realized I had your back. Like you started to realize, okay, She's got me, she's not going anywhere, and she is here through the hard stuff. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Welcome right. back, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. Hey. So, All right, so we have, I had an yeah. interesting conversation with someone today. Oh, tell What's us about that? it. Should we just like jump right into things, Matt? Well, well yeah, let's hear the interesting me, conversation. Give me, give me a minute. All right. <laughs> Steve likes to do story time there's at some, the beginning. Some mindless. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just talking to someone today who, how did it come up? Oh, she just was curious about my co-parenting situation. And I feel like the underlying tone was, 
you're gay and you have a kid and I so want to know all the details. (laughs) (laughs) But she wasn't that blunt about it, obviously. And I told her I was gay. She just knew, I think. But So I told her, just talking about it, and said, yeah, I have a super good relationship with my ex and we get along great and we... We're still really close, even though we divorced. And and she was telling me about her parents, who they divorced when she was three. But we're still, like, best friends. Like, still hung out all the time, did holidays together. They did family vacations together. Like, she just thought it was normal for parents to, like, do yeah. everything together, uh-huh. but live separately. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a really cool conversation talking about someone who is, she's now, like, mid-30s. And... Just how different her experience was in a split family compared to so many other people who, for her, the norm was parents get along. Both parents are present for anything that anything and everything in her life. Right. Uh, and I don't know. And then we got we talked about the podcast and now she's dying to listen. And now she will get the answers, all of the details that she wanted to know about. <laughs> How I have a kid. So it was but, good for her. Oh, it was like, so it good. Was, yeah. <laughs> I always get nervous when I hear people say that. Yeah, my parents were like best friends after they oh. got divorced and stuff. That it's going to be like, and it ruined me. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Why would that ruin them? I've never heard that, but it just like in the back of my mind of questioning, am I doing this right? You know, even though <laughs> I feel that we are, but yes. <laughs> right. But yeah, it was totally a positive thing for her. You want to hear about my positive thing for the day? Yes, let's hear it. Positive, scary, exciting thing? Scary Scary positive, wow. I hired an assistant. What? Yeah, Matt encouraged me to do it. You didn't tell me about this? (laughs) Kidding. Can you please use that voice more often, Matt? You didn't tell me about this? (laughs) That's the voice he uses when he's... That um... was a different voice. You just did two different voices. Your first one was like... Your first one was the Holden voice. Oh. Holden... Holden voice? Because yes. I thought it was like... Holden is my little nephew. I thought nephew. it was like... He impersonates Holden. High school musical voice. No. Like, you sound like... <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> back to your news. So I hired an assistant who's helping with things. What kind of <laughs> and things? not just... not Everything. Just, yeah. All sorts of things. Basically things. whatever I need. So she is helping with the kids since they're doing... She'll be shaving her head. <laughs> you hired an assistant to shave the back of your head. She probably would. She'd probably be stoked to shave my head. Who'd you hire? Do I know her? You actually have met her. Yes. She stayed you at your hotel here. once. Okay. <laughs> for three nights hmm. with Matt's assistants. Oh, Daughter. yeah. <laughs> yes. I liked her. I forgot that you had met her until right, today. Right, right. She's like, oh, well, I've met Steve. And I was like, I mean, oh, I had, yeah, like, you have. 60 seconds of interaction with her, but I enjoyed her. Yeah, super fun and bubbly. Good smile, good energy. Yeah, and so she's... Didn't trash a hotel room. Yeah, all pluses. (laughs) She's not on my do not rent list, so (laughs) that's a plus. Yeah, it's interesting because I know there's a stigma around hiring somebody to help with your kids. And I've always kind of, I haven't held that, but always wondered how I would feel about doing that. And man, I'm excited. But it's mostly because they're at home doing virtual school. But even if there weren't, like, I would keep her for the summer, man. <laughs> just to well, know that they're... that's the plan. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, I feel for so many parents that don't have... Oh, my gosh. A, a situation Help. that's conducive to, homes, to online school. Like, right. Well, you were home with Penny all last week. Right. For her first week of school. 
And and that's not something you usually do. Right. How was it, Steve? Oh, man. <laughs> well, let's talk about that yeah. for a minute. Okay. So Penny and I had to quarantine for a week. That was brutal. We had been exposed. We didn't get it. Thank goodness. Didn't get what? The COVID, the Rona. <laughs> the Rona. I like calling it the Rona. <laughs> also, I think it's funny that as I was sitting at the doctor the other day, getting my root canal, <laughs> the uh, the machine that makes crowns uh-huh. is the C-Rona. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at it, the C is in a different color, so all you see is Rona initially. Mm. That's funny. Okay, and so anyways... <laughs> Jessica didn't like my little side bit. <laughs> what was I you were about? home with Penny. Home with this Penny. This is why I didn't like the side bit. I knew you were going to lose your train of thought. <laughs> so yeah, we were home quarantined. So I was trying to work from home. Like, try managing a hotel from home. A hotel that I opened three days prior. Brand new hotel. <laughs> we finally have our opening date. Three days later, I have to take two weeks off. It only ended up being a week, thank goodness, but I thought it might be two if I had a positive result. So I'm working from home in my bedroom. <laughs> Penny's doing school from home in her bedroom. Both of us in our beds, actually. <laughs> and I heard some days she just never put on pants. Yeah, she did an entire school day <laughs> in her underwear. She was so proud of herself. Because <laughs> I, I can only see her I've from the waist up. dreams of that. <laughs> I, on the other hand, wore shorts the whole week because, which is not common for me being around the house, just, but... Well, I can hang out in my underwear. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> but now that Penny's got this video on all the time. You're worried like, you're going to walk in. Yeah. And you're... <laughs> I better at least put on some shorts. Exactly. I've been nervous a couple times, too, that I'm just going to walk into her bedroom and be like, oh, crap. It's, it's already been established as a house rule that you do not leave your room with your with a, in a video chat, whatever you call them, yeah. whatever platform she's using, video chatting with all her little friends. Without giving me notice. Your it's, friends do not need to see me out in the living room in my underwear. <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good call. It's a good rule of thumb. <laughs> All right. We're, we're... So because Penny and Steve oh, had so, to quarantine. Yeah, so she had already. We also had to quarantine. Yeah. Which. Honestly, I thought you jumped the gun on that. Because we didn't have a positive result yet. We didn't know that we had it. We had zero symptoms and we didn't have a positive test result. But that's the whole point is if you've been in proximity with yeah, somebody you... who's being tested for the virus, then you should quarantine. Yeah. And we weren't like super strict about it, but we stayed home. Yeah. Yeah. And tried to avoid people just in case we had it too. Like you don't know. That's why it gets passed so fast. Right. Anyways. Well, I was ticked was that fine. I had wasted a week in quarantine when I didn't actually have it. I would be real ticked if I were you, Matt, that I wasted a week in quarantine because I had been exposed to someone who had been exposed to someone who didn't even have it. <laughs> Honestly, the first five minutes, I was pretty pissed. Yeah. After that five minutes passed, I was like, sweet, now I can truly focus on other things. Except until like the last five minutes <laughs> when both of you are like <laughs> going done. off about quarantine to me and I had was, zero sympathy for either of you. It was, it was Friday night. <laughs> And I freaking needed a Friday night, and I wasn't getting one. Nope. And, he's and I was real bitter about it. about it. He's texting me about it, and Matt had just been going off about how he needed to get out. And I'm like, I just need to go gentlemen, somewhere. do you realize that basically for the last six months, I have hardly left this house? It's true, you have. That's I have true, hardly I mean. left the house. Yep. So I don't want to hear your shit. 
<laughs> That's basically what she told me to. I was nice about it to begin with. And then when you were like, I just need a Friday night. I was like, oh, brother. <laughs> I get it. But you can handle this one night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, homeschooling or online schooling from home. like Virtual school. But I guess my, my point was, I get to go to work and not worry about it because I dropped Penny off to you, Jessica, and yeah, Penny is going to do her online school here mm-hmm. under your supervision and now under your assistant's supervision. Yeah. Like, I have coworkers who are legitimately thinking, I will have to quit my job. Yeah. Like, so, other hotel managers who are worried about having to quit their job because someone has to be there to help their kids do online school. Like, that's brutal. Yeah. And honestly... I mean, we are really. You know what lucky. I'd recommend in, in that case? What? I would recommend going to the higher ups in the hotel industry and saying, hey, can I have one room that my kids can come in and do their Seriously, virtual? Seriously. Stick we- a handful of kids in your meeting rooms, man, or in one so, hotel room. <laughs> that's what but, I call. But there are. She there wouldn't are even need to go to the so- higher ups. She can do that. So many people she could just make the call and do it, but that have the struggle that I feel for. I feel for the teachers, man. I listened to Penny's teacher yesterday. Yeah. What are you doing? Sorry, the leg just fell off my foot rest. (laughs) 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 You should see him right now trying to hold his mic. Trying to do it in a way that wouldn't disrupt (laughs) our recording. Jessica's gonna point it out. So Okay, are you back? Back to four He's legs. Back. <laughs> back to four legs. But yes, I respect the heck out of her teacher. Listening Dude, to her. So many people impacted by this, and my heart and goes out. She's been teaching for 30 years. Yeah. This and you're number suck. 31 to all of a sudden have to do it all online. Like, yeah. 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 Big learning curve. And that's why I just I try to be as positive to Penny as possible. And be like, okay, listen, you need to give this teacher some grace. You need to give yourself grace. You need to give these other kids grace because this is hard for everybody. Like, you can't sit here pointing fingers and like, yeah, you can vent to me a little, but then you need to move on and keep going. Vent and then get back online and do your school. (laughs) Yes, because it's just so hard for so many people. One of the things that I think that was awesome that we could do was we got them all brand new really good headphones Mm. and that gave them something to look forward to they were excited hey i'm gonna put these awesome new headphones on and do my virtual schooling yeah so it gave them oh you got me new headphones too (laughs) (laughs) you got new headphones for me and all your kids (laughs) we got yours for father's day like five pairs (laughs) (laughs) we should talk about that on the podcast did we yeah Yeah, we we have no i have two that are in use actually three one of them was faulty from the minute I opened it. Oh, dang Kinda it. Kind of crapped a gel by me. <laughs> I really like them. They're like my favorite headphones ever. Well, awesome. good. But yeah, two of them are in use. Um, but that's another thing that I'm like, not everybody can do this. Not right. everybody can get them something like yeah. that. And not everybody, I mean, we're lucky because we have three kids in three separate rooms. They've got their own space. They've right. got their Can you imagine yes. if all your kids headphones. share a room? Yes. If like, you only it have would one computer. so hard. If you don't have internet at home. Like, yeah. so many things could just be. Yeah. When you're both working, so I just when they're in kindergarten, like oh, so I can't many... imagine kindergarten. Yeah. So I just give kudos and feel grateful for what I have and that we've been blessed this way. But kudos to all the parents out there, man. To all the teachers, Penny's and all the kids. Penny's favorite moment was when 
<laughs> they were doing a spelling quiz on in some document, I think word document, or I don't know what that she had to submit. She's like, Daddy, even when I spell them wrong, autocorrect fixes them. <laughs> she told me she goes back and puts them in wrong again because she feels bad, but autocorrect fixes them. <laughs> I was like, oh, you are definitely our daughter. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you especially, Steve. I can totally picture you like having guilt about that as a kid. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) She also had a problem with me. She has issues. (laughs) She does not like to push the truth at all. Yeah. Are you going to bring that up? I don't know why I suddenly... Did I not? I, that's up to you. I, I'm now. I want to know. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Well, in order no to get idea. tested, because I wanted to get tested, but we didn't have symptoms, so I had to lie and say we had symptoms. Oh, and she was not okay with that. No, she was not. She gets very disturbed by things like that. Crazy. She's a and I knew she was going to, but I just told her after I was like, "Honey, we needed to get tested and." We need we need a result quick. I don't as think quick I want this on the podcast because some people might judge that. Because obviously there's a shortage of tests and they're reserved for people that are in fields that need them. And I lied to Kevin. No, Steve's feeling guilty. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling, <laughs> feeling guilt. All right. Uh, it's okay, Steve. Point made. All right. You're not the only person that's done this, no. and you are in a field that it's a considered an essential worker. So. Yeah. Whatever. It's okay. Not essential enough. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta lie to get what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a Q-tip shoved up my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty All right. What's our topic tonight? We left off last week talking about... (laughs) Oh my gosh, (laughs) Do you remember what we were talking about? (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about Matt's... My uh, conversation. uh, Yes, conversation number three that was more intense than one and two. Yes. (laughs) What? That was so specific. Right? It was. Good job. The part that stuck out. This is the conversation of... We finished with a question. What was the question? Do you remember? You asked it. Oh, did you feel it was the right time to tell Hank that you are not his biological father? You were forced... I was forced and painted into that Anna decided that it was the right time. I think the next question was, how did you go about doing this? What did this look like? Well, let me uh, answer Steve's question. We answered that. No, we didn't. First, I was not prepared. And we kind of, I think we answered it in a roundabout way. Yeah. That I wanted to tell him when he was like nine or 10. Okay. Right. But I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to do that at seven. I wasn't prepared to do that in a couple of days time. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to be thorough about how I was going to tell my son that I wasn't his biological father. Like, I think that's fair. Right. That's a big conversation. It was huge, but I was... Something again, that, that calls for some serious thought and planning and... Right, and I was given two Feeling days. and both of you being in the right state of mind and the right, as you said, the right time Yeah. for that conversation to go smoothly and to be a positive thing instead of a negative. Right. So one of the details of when that conversation actually happened... <laughs> which is kind of interesting to me. I mean, Anne was, she was super sick. Like she was sick on the couch all day that day. And it's like, why do we have to have this conversation right now? It's Put her like, in quarantine. <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> Shouldn't be around anyone. <laughs> this is way before this. Yeah. This was. Do you remember yeah. when you could just be sick and carry on? Yeah. 
All right, enough. <laughs> Gary, keep going. So here's how, again, I was racking my brain to try and figure out how I can make this a conversation that is as positive as possible. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking, it's like, okay, what is it that ties me to my own father? Like mm-hmm. that I can show there's a, a line of like, this is me and this is my dad. Like, what is that? What document is there legally that can show that? It's my birth certificate. Mm. Both of my parents are on my birth certificate. Okay. There's my parents' name and there's my name. That ties me to my parents. And so I was like, all right, perfect. I'm going to grab Hank's birth certificate and I'm going to show him that here's dad's name and here's mom's name and here's Hank's name. Mm-hmm. This ties you to us. So what I did is at this time I was I was not living at my parents' house but all of my important documents were still at my parents' house. So I went to my parents' house that day and I grabbed my birth certificate and I grabbed Hank's birth certificate. And I went into this conversation of planned out that I was going to show Hank my birth certificate how I am tied to my dad and my mom. Here's a legal document and here's Hank's and just show him as like have a visual of this is who we are. Mm -hmm. And Hank is very logical. Extremely logical. Like he likes just things laid out. He likes facts. Yeah. And he likes to see it like Hmm. that. So it was very, it was, it was a really good plan. I wouldn't have thought of it. And it also establishes the fact that day one, you came into this world. And here I am. With these two parents, yeah. And so that's what I did. I showed up to Anne's home at the specified time. Again, like I said, she was sick in bed on the couch. And we had the conversation. Matt, was she in bed or was she on the couch? She was on the couch. (laughs) She was on the couch. All right. And I remember him telling me that. <laughs> I remember very specifically how the conversation started. And it was, she started it by saying, hey, Hank, we have some things that we'd like to talk to you about. And she just kind of spelled it out. Like, your dad is not your real dad. And literally, those, like those two phrases together, we want to yeah. talk to you. Okay. We want to tell you something. And here This it is. isn't your dad. <laughs> and, and here it is. And so that's when I jumped in and I was like, look, there's, and and like Jessica alluded to, Hank is a very logical person, a very logical kid. And I brought in science, the word science. I said, look, you like science and scientifically, or what we call biologically, which is a type of science, I'm not scientifically your dad. And he... And he totally understood. Yeah, he knew about sex. Like he'd had the sex talk and everything at this point. So he knew Mm -hmm. what Matt was saying. And he got that. He's like, okay, that makes sense. And that's when I went into the whole presentation of here's my birth certificate. Here's your birth certificate. Like I've prepared a PowerPoint. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And it it was referred to exhibit A, which was my birth certificate. And I showed him this is, and I let him read it. I said, All right, here is, it says parents, and I let him read my dad's name, I let him read my mom's name, and then I let him read my name. And then I took his birth certificate, and I said, okay, 
So read this, read, here's your dad's name and here's your mom's name and here's your name. I said, legally, you are my child. I've been there since day one and I will always be there. Nothing changes. It doesn't matter if biologically you are not my child. I've been there ever since and I always be there. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, like he totally got it. Okay, I get it. At that moment, he turned to Anne and said, then mom, who is my dad? <laughs> and it was just blank face. I don't think that she was prepared for that question from a seven-year-old. And she, you say? she answered, she said, well, I don't really know who your real father is. And he kind of looked at her, looked at me, and was like, okay, is that all we want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) And the conversation ended, like, that's basically how it ended. And I said, hey, dude, like, do you want to go grab some ice cream down at Wendy's? Let's go grab a Frosty. And he's like, yeah, let's go. And that's how it ended. And so we went off and got some ice cream, and that was it. Why am I all emotional? (laughs) The thing that always gets me about this is that I've always waited and braced myself for the moment when he says to you, you're not my dad, which to me, I expect that to be said. And honestly, he's never said anything like that to me even like, well, you're not my mom, which kudos to them, to the kids. They're just sitting teenage years. That may change, which is fine. It's okay. But the fact that he has never brought that up to no, you. No, he's never. In fact, I don't know if he's ever brought the conversation up again. No. And I just think kudos to him because I know it's been brought up so the conversation, to him from other people. The conversation actually did get brought up to between him and I one more time because we brought it up in one of our previous episodes. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. And I think it was the episode where I was telling of the fact that I was in the hospital room and yeah, I wasn't. When he was born. And that's the episode that Hank and Sarah listened to. Yes. We listened to it together. Oh, With okay, Matt, okay. Matt, With let you. him listen to that one. Okay. And I remember we listened to it right after we ate dinner. And I don't know where you were, Jessica, but you. I, think I left so you guys could do this together. I wanted you to have. So yeah. we, we, we listened to the podcast together, that, that episode. And at the end of the podcast, I looked at Hank and I said, Hank, Look, I will always love you and you will always be my child. And I want you to know that. And he looked at me. He's like, I know, dad. <laughs> like, like, it's a, this is what it is. That's awesome. I'm really glad. And so am I. And, and again, I think Hank is a very logical child and he understands. Like yeah. he understands that, look, here's my dad. My dad's been there since day one. And Did it change your relationship at all? No. No. And, and I mean... There's been times where Anne has written something to me saying, you just, you don't mesh well or you don't get along with him because you just don't have that connection, meaning that biological connection. And I'm just like, do you think there's any truth to that? No, no. Do parents and children who have the same DNA, do they have a better chance of connecting or getting along or what are your thoughts on that? I think it really depends on if you've been in this child's life since day one, 
Like, there's a bond there. Like, I was in the hospital room when this child was born. Like, I wasn't even married to his mother. But I saw this <laughs> child be born and come into this life. And there's an emotional connection there. Like, that's, that's a connection that you just can't, you can't replace. Do you feel that having had that experience from day one and adopting him the way you did, has that added to your ability to be his father? I have no idea. Like, cause I haven't, I mean, sure. I can relate that to the same experience that I had with Sarah. But again, I was there in the hospital room with and Sarah. And I wasn't trying to like lead the question or anything. <laughs> Not leading the witness. <laughs> <laughs> I just am seriously wondering like, who knows the, the potential benefit that a parent has of raising a child that has their own DNA and likely has some of their own traits and traits and thought processes and whatever so, ver versus there's probably a benefit there, but there's probably also. Here's the crazy thing though, Steve, mm -hmm. is that even a year ago, we were sitting in the same hospital room, Ann and I taking Hank to an appointment and sitting in the hospital room. The doctor asks, do you guys have any history of allergies of this sort in your family? And Anne's like, I, I don't. And then she looks at me and says, do you? And I'm like, <laughs> and I look at her and I'm like, does it matter? <laughs> uh, biology? <laughs> and so, but, so I guess my point is this. It's gotten to the point where Nobody we don't even think, think about, about it. it. Right? Yeah. Well, wasn't it just last it's, week? Yeah. Uh, we were on a walk and I said, and I, yeah. what was that? What did I say? <laughs> you said something like, well, I don't know. You were joking because I said something inferring the same thing, like heredit hereditary. Like, yeah. That he would have inherited that oh. from Matt, mm -hmm. something that we were talking about. And Matt's like, well, it's not like I'm his dad, like kidding, thinking that I was going to be like, oh, you know. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just not something we think about. Mm -hmm. He's, he's Matt's. And that's all it comes down to. And, and I'm think, dad. Yeah. And I think there's just so many different situations and it is different for everybody. Like some people are just better at adopting kids and just having that instant connection. And oh, other people, I think right. it's a huge struggle. Like, right. I wonder how I would do personally in that situation, but I don't know because I didn't. We've already established that Jessica doesn't like any kids except her own. <laughs> Little brats. It's not true. Not true. <laughs> just because you were worried about that when I birthed Penny. Yeah. I think it just depends on the situation. And for Matt and Hank and this situation, I don't think it's ever been viewed as anything, but he's Matt's son and he's part of our family. And that's awesome. Yeah. That's good. I'm trying to remember yeah. when I found that out. Mm, I think we told you pretty early on. I was shocked. Right. And that's anybody. And, I never would have guessed that. And that's the standing response is, whoa. Like I, The okay. only thing I can think of that was like, oh, that makes sense. Is that you're like thick. <laughs> and Hank is a beanpole. Yeah. But that's just because... Is that a mean thing to say? Hank no, is, no, he looks like his mom. He's shaped like his mom, and that's awesome. Yeah. And it, it's, it's... The other... I mean, Sarah is more Matt's build of this little muscly... <laughs> she is. Yeah, she's just all muscle. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just how any kid is. They're yep. 
they get their traits from their parents. And if you didn't know, you would just assume Hank got his from his mom. And he did. (laughs) From what we can tell. He looks a lot like her. So. So, and that's probably the next conversation that Hank and I will have. And hopefully Anne's involved in it. And is because. And I've talked to him just just a little bit because he's brought it up. Of brought up what? The fact that who is his real dad? Mm, okay. Like who is who is this guy? And I've talked to him. And I remember a very specific conversation. I'm like, does it does it really matter? He's like, no, it doesn't matter. But like, it's always something that's going to be in, in the back of my mind. Of, oh yeah. Who is it? And I said that's very valid. And if there's at any point in time that you really want to find this guy like sure we can figure that yeah, out yeah we can we can definitely help you. you yeah well it's like a lot i mean with so many of those uh ancestry, ancestry oh, yeah, tests yeah, yeah. and stuff okay. that it's a lot easier to find your yeah. parents now yeah. than it used to be so yeah like i had a friend who did one of those and he wasn't even thinking that it would come back that he would find his biological parents and when he got his results back it said there was a match for his mom yeah and he was just like what whoa Whoa. like wasn't prepared for that that's some serious news yeah 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 especially when you're not expecting it like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh well and it was interesting for him to work through that and to yeah thought it was super interesting to hear the story as they decided what to do with that information so yeah so there's another thing on the timeline right now yeah (laughs) and it's steve's Mm. it says Rainbow rollers, <laughs> which sounds like a pretty heavy topic. So do you think we have time to talk about this? That is not a heavy topic. <laughs> what? I don't remember what the rainbow rollers is. I remember yes, one thing about it, but what was it? How long have we been recording? No, you're good. We've okay. got time. <laughs> rainbow rollers. It was. So my friend David was like, we need like a fun, healthy place to just get the gays together and like meet new people and so he came up with the idea to do sushi and a bike ride and i think it was a monthly thing and we picked a different sushi place and we would all ride our bikes there and enjoy some sushi enjoy some good company get to know some other people in the gay community how long did this go on for i don't remember probably it was when I had my broken foot because I was on crutches. So I couldn't bike there. They were close together on the so timeline. I was only half a roller. I only got to do the sushi part. But we had a logo and everything. It was a little bike with sushi rolls for wheels because rolling was the, you know, a sushi <laughs> roll, it. the rolling wheels on a bike. That was that was the rainbow rollers, obviously. Nice. And we were, we were going to do a group thing for Tour de Fat. Which was my favorite freaking thing about Boise, and then they ended it. And I'm so now sad. he hates Boise. <laughs> <laughs> Why did uh, they end really? it? Okay, Tour de Fat was a bike race, not a bike race, a bike, bike ride, bike yeah. parade, where ten thousand people would put on silly costumes and ride their bikes for downtown, and it was so fun and so amazing. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, and we wanted to do it as a group one year, so we. That's when we came up with the logo. <laughs> I say we, but I think it was just David, and. Then we had Jessica sew us a bunch of capes out of the old hotel sheets from my hotel. (laughs) So they were just white capes with a rainbow, like, edging around the edges. You still have this? I do. I think I have one somewhere. 
and then they had our logo iron on them. And How many did you have to make? <laughs> I made quite, I, not like tens, but... A dozen or two, maybe. And she Whoa. made a little tiny one for Penny. Yep. Who <laughs> <laughs> was an honorary rainbow roller. Uh... <laughs> She's being funny. I can't remember if this was the same year or not, but every year for the bike parade, I would, Penny and I would do it, and not every year, because one year you wouldn't let me, Jessica. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> this is when Steve gets so mad. And I attached a 30-foot flagpole to the bike trailer. 30-foot? <laughs> with 30 feet of rainbow tool flowing behind it. It was so freaking cool. So the last year I did it, it was too tall. And we couldn't fit under the overpass. <laughs> so we had to stop and flip it on its side and like carry it under the overpass and then put it back up. And oh. then we had to, even then we had to ride between the stoplights because <laughs> I finally lowered it because it was, I was worried Too it was going to hit a power line and electrocute our child. So, Well, I'm glad <laughs> you didn't do that. Right. So that was Rainbow Rollers. Yep. And I made some good friends there. I think it's, Do you think you'll ever Rainbow Rollers will ever have a comeback? Um, no, it kind of died when David got a boyfriend. I don't know if that's actually the reason. Was or that not, a call but... out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do it again. Was the boyfriend facilitated through Rainbow Rollers? No. Oh, dang it! Dang it! <laughs> I had forgotten that I made the capes until you brought that up the other day. That's I was like, awesome. oh, yeah, and I did do that. Then do you know what else I remembered is what? I made Penny's whole class outfits. Oh, you did it for their dance. For their dance. Their flamenco in dance. Kindergarten. You made skirts. I made what? all of the girls' skirts. Where was I? You were during... there for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I made all of the girls' skirts. And I don't actually know if I made anything for the boys. I was trying to remember that. Is that when we would just sit oh down, gosh. watch TV, and you were just sew the whole time? I probably sewed while you were at work all day. It was a super cute dance. It was so cute. It was Penny's partner. <laughs> I don't know, but it was so cute. Mm. Little kindergarten kids doing their dance. Anyways. I forget that I sewed a lot of things throughout the years, yep. including lots of stuff for you, Steve. It's true. That's not the only thing I've sewn for you. It's true. <laughs> so this at this time, like we were getting ready to move into our new house, right? Yeah, this was the summer before that. But all of this was leading up to us actually getting close to moving. Yep. Yeah. And so one of the things I wanted to bring up actually in these last two episodes in these conversations is this is when I started to feel a big shift in how you viewed me, Matt. In, and not, I shouldn't say how you viewed me, but your attitude towards me started to change because you realized I had your back. Yeah. Like you started to realize, okay, She's got me. She's not going anywhere. And she is here through the hard stuff. Right. Why did you and realize And you needed that? me. What made you realize that? Because did... I was able to have a conversation with my wife of hard conversations of, hey, how do I deal with this? And yeah. Deal with what? Deal with the conversations that I just had with Hank. Okay. And so that's. <laughs> well, I'm asking clarifying. Qu I knew the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Making sure our listeners do too. <laughs> So this was at this point, like anytime that you go through hard situations and 
you have a spouse or you have a partner, like that bond and that relationship will always get stronger. And so Jessica um, showed up for you. Yeah. When you needed her. Yep. I was there to do whatever, take care of whatever I could. And you've told me numerous times, Jessica, that when things went south with Anne, when the crap hit the fan, that that was really when things started to get good with you two. Yep. <laughs> that was a silver lining, at least. Yeah. Because yeah. it was when the heat was really on and you were able to... I think you realize more what's really important about the relationship, too, of, oh, all of these things I've been worried about or trying to make a big deal of don't really matter in this moment. I care about this person. I want to be with them. And this is why. Yeah. You know? So I think more and more of that came out when the time was right. Yep. All right. Anything We're else? Done. I feel like we've been recording forever. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's done. He's yawning. He's rubbing his eyes. <laughs> He's going to drop that mic on his face any second. <laughs> Dunk. Dunk. All right. Mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. Thanks for being here, guys. If you have enjoyed this episode, well, <laughs> please take a screenshot and share it on social media and tag us, Husband Law. We would love to see you sharing this. And if you haven't yet, please go drop us a rating and review. We would really appreciate it. Do it. Do it. Have a great week. Are you going to say something, Steve? <laughs> you look like you were going to say, say something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Here at Husband in Law and The Bold Logic, we believe that there are six values that can really make your relationship amazing and take it to the next level. Those values are love, appreciation, acceptance, kindness, respect, and understanding. Today, I wanted to give you guys a challenge for appreciation. We want you guys to go and let somebody know that they are appreciated today. That can be as simple as sending a text, writing a letter, making a phone call. Maybe you pick up something special for them at the grocery store. Just something small to let them know that you're thinking about them and you appreciate what they're doing. We've encouraged you to do this before and we are going to extend this challenge again. Go do it today. A little appreciation goes a long way.